This is Live at Five with Glenn Curry. <laughs> Army where you shoot them a mile away, you gotta get up close like this, and bing, you blow their brains all over your nice cyber league suit. <laughs> Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no! German? Forget it, he's rolling. <laughs> Learn it, know it, live it. Are you running a business or a charity war? Leave the gun. Take the cannoli. Uh, Yankees win! Pull over! No, it's a cardigan, but thanks for noticing. You a pothead fucker? the telephones are ringing. Overload mode in the 21st century. Driving home with my hand on the cell phone. Pulling over, turning up and dialing to my fingers. No, This is Live at Five, Live at Five, Live at Five. Oh, whoa, hey, way hot, way, way, way hot. The 2 2. Uh, pitch. Uh, this is a Monday edition of the Live at Five show. And uh, I, I got a heck of a, a weekend story to tell you. And, and part of it just actually just continued like 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 less than eight minutes ago. Again, it, this isn't the end of world circumstances. And anyone who's been around me today knows what I'm about to talk about. It's not life or death, but it's something that just I just everything I did was wrong. I, I, you, know, you ever ever do that? It's just like everything you did is wrong. I, I didn't get arrested. I didn't run over an old lady. Uh, I didn't jump accidentally fall out of a building. And I didn't get killed by, by walking into a, my old neighborhood just, you know, just because uh, I, I am who I am and I probably had some cash on me. No, it was none of those things. Those people have much more unfortunate circumstances than me, not to mention people living in Ukraine currently, people dying in war, people dying in... Fa- so when I bitch about my little weekend, I have to preface it by saying, I, look, th- this is not as bad as you think. But it's understandable why stuff like I'm about to tell you, when it happens, it just drives you nuts. So a uh, couple of things. One, I, I, I went up and got – Sharon and I are trying to do the do – the, uh, open up the lake as much as we can. And l- listen to me how pre- pretentious I sound. But, oh, we had to open up the lake. Yeah, my life sucks. So we let it go for a couple of weeks, and when you do that, the grass is up to your knees. So then, uh, then Glenn Curry has to figure out how to get the, the, mo- the lawnmower started. That didn't work on Friday night. Then I got to get the push mower started. That wasn't happening. Then I tried to get the golf cart starting from three weeks ago. Nada. And I'm thinking, okay, this is, this is not the way I wanted this weekend to work. I'm, I'm turning into Jerry Simon. Not exactly the way I wanted the weekend to work out. This is not the way. Uh, so I leave the next day, but that Friday night, just to go back a bit, we actually got groceries for the uh, for the uh, for the lake, and then uh, we also brought up some some materials to uh, paint the deck, and meaning that you know the tray, the rollers, the sticks, uh, um, everything, and, and then including that, we had the, a can of paint that we purchased locally. So this is great. I, we get up there Friday night after the show, and uh, and then I just crap out after trying to start start the uh, the uh, the lawnmowers. I, I was just kind of tired. I knew I had a long weekend. So I just, you know, went back inside, woke up the next day, drove off, drove off with the gross one bag of groceries that should have been put in the refrigerator the night before, 
and, and the tray and all the, all the rollers to paint the, the 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 front deck that Sharon would have done while I was away. I had to come back to Watertown Saturday to do a remote. Uh, at Widget Auto Sales, they had a great sale. I hope they did at least beyond the time I was there. It was doing well. And then Saturday night, I had to do the all-important mixed martial arts uh, Victory Cage 33 at the Watertown Arena. I had to videotape it. Uh, and this is something I do as, as part of the station and as part of an agreement I have with John Gibbons. I've been doing it now. This is my second time. So i got to get my act together. I have to have everything there and, and all this stuff. So everything pretty much went very well. The, the fights went great. There was a long night. A lot of the fights went all three uh, rounds. And when that happens, you add, you add at least an hour and a half, maybe two hours to a normal night. We were out in 1030 or maybe 10 o'clock in August. It, we were, it was almost midnight when this was done on Saturday night. And people loved it. Don't get me wrong. It's just that's the way it goes. Sometimes you go to a long ball game. Sometimes you go to a short ball game. So. Not knowing things are outside, we're pouring. I mean, lightning and pouring. When you're inside the arena for like seven hours, which I was, there's no windows in there. It's like being in Vegas. You have no clue what it looks like outside. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm breaking stuff down. And by the way, i got to give a big shout-out to Donnie, who was my second cameraman, who had the best seat in the house, by the way, and did a spectacular job as a videographer. Uh, he got the close-up shots, and I got the, uh, the shots from above. So I'm up there in the press box bringing all the... Little do I know, I opened up one of the side doors, which the people there said, don't do it, but I broke the rules anyway. So I opened up the, uh, the side door. I knew the truck was out there, or the, the, the station vehicle. And I swear to God, I had my momentum pick, opened up the door, I picked up two bags, and I walked out in five inches of rain. I could not believe the downpour at the very moment I opened up that door. And the shock on my face, not to mention if I had eyes on my feet, they would have been, have been shocked too because I just stepped into at least five inches of water. I couldn't believe it. Lightning, all this stuff. So now I'm rushing to get all the stuff into the station vehicle. And at one point, as I'm getting everything down, I'm, I'm making several trips and I'm doing my best. I, and, and for a guy that travels light, I still have a lot of stuff. I have a table. Uh, I have a, a, a desktop computer. Not a desktop. A laptop. So I got all this crap. Wires and, and, and tri tripods. So I finally get it all out, put it in the truck. The last thing I did before I closed the back hatch, I had, you know, one of those fobs. What do they call them? You know, they're, not, they're not keys anymore. They're fobs. And I tossed it from the back seat into, onto the front seat of the car, the driver's car uh, seat, rather. And then the last thing I did was I, I pushed the door, uh, the last item into the back of the truck and put down the hatch. At this point, all the doors are closed. All the doors are closed. And as soon as I put down that, la that back hatch, everything was closed. I couldn't crawl in. It was impossible. None of the windows were open. I go, and you know what's going to happen. I go up to the front door to get in. It's locked. Obviously, and at that point, I knew right away it's raining, it's pouring. And I'm, I'm like, I'm, this sucks. <laughs> I had everything ready to go. I mean, this was, this was a long, we were, you know, we're anticipating this. It's a lot of work. And now it's, you get the fruits of your efforts to get in a vehicle, drive away, and get home. And in this case, I was going to go back to see Sharon up, up, uh, up in Point Peninsula, but that wasn't happening. And meanwhile, I'm talking to this guy, nice guy, and he's like, hey, oh, great, I see you videotaping it. And meanwhile, I'm looking, I'm like, dude, you don't know what I just did. And I even told him, I said, you see that car right there? He goes, yeah. You know, I felt like I was in a scene from, uh, from Groundhog Day. Hey, so-and-so, can I sell you insurance? It's like, this is not the time. But I was nice to him. Don't get me wrong. And, uh, and I thought the guy would offer to drive me home, but he, but he didn't. And I didn't expect him to. This is my fault. I, I screwed this up. I'm like Fredo Colion. 
And I knew right away once I, I locked that thing, once I wouldn't open, I'm like, I'm walking home. And then people later on said, well, why don't you, you know, call Uber or something? I'm like, no, no. Because I, I, once I start, I'm, I'm drenched. It doesn't matter. I can't get any wetter than this. It's impossible. So anyway, I got home, and I'm wondering if I lock. Well, I'm letting out a little secret here. I, I, yes, I thought I had the door locked, and all along I'm thinking about where am I going to sleep tonight? You know, I, yeah, I have my wallet. I can stop at a hotel, but I, I, don't, wanna, I don't want this night to cost me any more than, I, than it needs to be. I'm a cheap bastard. That's all I can say. I work in radio. It rubs off on you a while. Actually, I was born this way, but it's neither here nor there. So I got home. Sure enough, the, the window was open. I got through, blah, blah, blah. And, uh, and the next day, I subscribed. I, I, I just ran out uh, two months ago, by the way, from AAA uh, roadside service. We let it lapse. I called them up. Long story short, I met the guy over there at the arena. He opened up the thing, blah, blah, blah. It was great. Everything was settled. No problems whatsoever. Nothing was stolen. I wasn't worried about that. So then today, I, uh, I'm doing a, sh- a video shoot somewhere right here in Watertown, and everything's going great. And... Uh, and, 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 and no, seriously, and I can't wait to finish this project because it's going to be awesome. And we're on a city street setting this thing up. We're there for probably 20 minutes, maybe a half hour. And we come back, and I'm looking, and, and I realize I put my hand on my pocket. And I'm, because I'm thinking, you know, where's that disc? I'm like, I, I had that little, you know, it feels like a little pizza box. It's like an SD card. And I'm feeling my, my you know, they must have thought I was crazy because I'm feeling my legs like I'm, like, like I'm having a stroke or something. And he's, and I go, uh-oh. And I'm looking around, and I'm, start, I'm, I'm starting to feel like George Bailey, you know, after Uncle Billy lost the $8,000. And, and meanwhile, I'm trying to finish off something. And you know you have, they have that distracted feeling when you realize that everything that was, went terribly, I mean, after the fact wrong on Saturday, but was okay the next day, no big deal. Again, I'm not in Ukraine. And then I come to realize today the disc that has all the video on it that I shot on Saturday is now missing. So everything is a moot point. Everything. All the fights. Everything. Other than Donnie's disc, which I have, but I need mine to go along with it. And I'm like, oh, my God, it's coming back to haunt me again. You ever have those things where you think you have it conquered uh, with, uh, only to find out you screwed up again? Wouldn't you know it, I drove back to the very spot, and sure enough, the little SD card, no bigger than what, an inch and an inch and a half, a little slot. Had a couple of colors on it. That's, I went, I looked. At first, I couldn't find it. And then, sure enough, there it was, right in the lawn, right off the curb. At one point, I had reached in my pocket, grabbed something out, and it had fallen there. That has never happened to me before. Never. I've never lost something like I mean, something like that drops out. You hope that you can hear it. You can feel it. In this case, I, I dropped it on the grass. But it doesn't stop there. Because I, I was in the parking lot talking to a couple of employees before I came in today. And this is like 15, 20 minutes ago. And, uh, I, and someone came in, I walked towards their direction, and as I walked over there, I found the, uh, the windscreen to my microphone on, on, on the ground again. Uh, this, this is a different item, by the way. So this is the second, and I found that just because I was looking down, and there it was right in front of me. Not, not a major item, doesn't cost a lot of money, but trust me, when, when you're out in the wind outside and you don't have a windscreen, you curse the moment you lost it. And yet, just moments before I found it. Again, not terminal illness, I'm okay. I don't have monkey pox. I'm fine. But little things can drive me nuts. So I just wanted to set up the score today. Uh, big news today, uh, Mr. Matt Doheny, well-known businessman, will not be running for state senate. Uh, somewhat of a surprise. Uh, and, again, without seeing any literature, any report, that's all I know. 
But I could just tell you this. That is a big surprise. Uh, and I'm sure he, uh, Matt has many, many reasons. Hopefully, we'll have an opportunity to talk to uh, Matt about this and why he came down to this decision. As of right now, and someone can correct me if I'm wrong because I'm, I was busy looking for stuff in the last 72 hours or walking. Uh, is, is anyone else uh, actually entering this race? Other than, of course, our, our assemblyman, uh, Mark Wolzik, who is going to be the obvious choice for the s- state senate come November. Uh, but with that, are there any? is anyone going to throw their hat in the ring? And if so, what process is that? How many signatures do you need and what time frame do you have to join this race? I know they pushed it back to August, but let's be real. That's not a lot of time to get your campaign put together. So that, that uh, for Mark's sake, if, if, if it remains this way, uh, congratulations, because you're going to be the state senator of our district. Uh, 755-1240 is the number. If anything I have said up until this point, both politically and who's running or not, is incorrect or erroneous, give me a shout, and I will correct myself. Uh, or I will stand corrected, I should say. Hi, you're on the air. Hey, Glenn. Thanks for the tickets, man. Yeah, I saw that you were sitting. Uh, were you standing up on the other side? Uh, probably right straight across from you, up top. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. What, did, did you have Oh, you knew people up there who had a booth or something? A table? No, I just went up there and sat down. Oh, my God. That's cool. I didn't know that you could do that. That's awesome. Yeah, that's the, the most people I've ever seen there. Yeah, that was packed. It was packed. Oh, uh, yeah. I heard they uh, they sold out and they weren't letting some people in. Really? I See, I didn't know. I didn't hear that. I mean, well, there is a limit to that building. And if that's yeah, the that's case. Somebody that, said there was people outside that drove two hours to get there. Wow. And they wouldn't let them in because they were sold out. Wow. Well, that's a shame. But it just goes to show why, uh, you know, I, I really have to work on, on getting it streamed somehow. Uh, but uh, that's that's a lengthy process in itself. But I'll be ready next time. But, uh, yeah, yeah, it was great. It was a great event. No surprise. Johnny was the, uh, was the uh, uh, what, is it, what do they call him, the ringmaster? Uh, yeah. The, yeah. I seen Lancer, but that was it. Yeah, Lance just came down from an illness, but he's a big fan, too, as well as his wife. But uh, Donnie, the man of the hour. Yeah, I seen him too. I thought it was him, but I wasn't sure. Yeah, because like you know, what's funny, uh, Donnie's got the the dude look of Northern New York. He's got the beard, you know, big guy, right? He's like six foot something. He's got the big ass beard. He looks like a Quaker. And I noticed in recent years, certainly in recent months, that so many dudes look like Donnie. <laughs> yeah, am I kidding? Am I crazy by saying that or what? Am I am I right? Donnie's got oh, that yeah. that dude that, that this is the the North Country dude look. Like a lumberjack or something. Yeah, it looks like one of the guys from the backwoods. Exactly, which he is, of course, as we all know. But Donnie did a great job. He came all the way down from Governor and uh, did did very, very well. I even shared a beer with him. Donnie's not a drinker. I said, Donnie, you want to get a beer? And he goes, well, I'll have one beer. I said, wow, look how responsible Donnie is. Holy mackerel. Yeah, $5 a beer. I was like, holy cow. That's not bad. That's not bad at all. Not bad. No. I mean, you're That's not going to spend. 30 bucks for a six-pack. Yeah, you're right. What? What? If you what? If you get like Texas Light or something? Yeah, probably right. By the way, I've been I've switched beers. I went from Corona Light, and uh, you know I'm just I'm just scaling down, and I, I I don't drink as much beer anymore, so I lost my taste. But now I'm drinking uh, Bush Light. <laughs> Lovely. Isn't that great? And and but it's the diff. You know, you get like a 12 pack of Corona. Uh, not to mention, you know, Sharon's got to deal with the bottles later. No, nah, just kidding. Uh, no, it's, it's, it's tough because, uh, you know, there's a huge difference. You get a 12-pack, you can get a 24-pack of Bush Light for what you get a 12-pack for Corona Light. That's, a lot, of, that's yep. a lot of savings. You'll have a headache for three days, but at least, you know. Yeah, talk about bottles, Glenn. I, I see a couple sitting here beside the road. I'm on my bicycle. i got to stop. you got to pick them up, my friend. Well, thank you, Satan. 
You know what I'm saying? Satan rules. Thanks, there man. Go. There you go. And Satan was at the event on Saturday. Hi, you're on the air. Yes, sir. Yes. I am just reaching out to your audience. Yes. I was in the USO parade, or what, the Armed Forces Day parade with the USO float. Yes. And as I was marching, waving, and cheering everybody on, I had a gold bracelet on. Oh, jeez. guess what? It fell, fell. off. I'm just reaching out if yeah. anyone should happen to have seen it and maybe picked it up. Uh, how do you find out? Okay. Um, I don't know how to do anything about it. Uh, okay, listen, listen. Do me a favor. Do me a favor. And I hope I'm not impinging uh, on anybody here, but including our favorite website. Do you have a picture of it? Uh, no, I just got it on Thursday. <laughs> uh, uh, it's a, like a paperclip link. Yeah. Okay. How, it, what's the, I mean, it's a lot of money for this? About two hundred dollars. Oh, oh, oh! I just got it online, so I'm just thinking if somebody was maybe an honest person and right. thought I was in. I don't know where. Well, here's the problem: when someone finds something like that on a parade, they don't know where to go. It's not like it's like left at a table somewhere. Right. But I was going to tell you, go through News Junkie. If there's one way to find anything, from yeah. lost dogs to children to to two hundred dollar jewelry, uh, call yeah. up News Junkie. I will try. And I thought about maybe even calling Stan Zaremba. Maybe he knows. Yeah, or call up uh, Resale America to see if someone came in and well, hopped it. I had, that's what I, I'm thinking. It's probably yeah. some druggie that wants uh, <laughs> cash. And he's, you know, they won't only give him a little bit for it. Right, right. Uh, can I have a, an eight ball for what appears to be a $200 bracelet, please? Thank you. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, so, no, no, news junkies. Anyways, I just thought I'd reach out. I don't know. If no, I'm, I feel I'm really. I, I, I'm so sorry, ma'am. I, I, yeah, I, get, I know. But I just wonder if anybody would call yeah. out. Yeah. Okay. You, how would I get a hold of you? I called another radio station. They well, I tell you what. No, you know how to get a hold of me. Just reach to me. Reach me here. Uh, anyone listening right now? Someone's blinking right now. This could be well, it. Well, maybe somebody will call you, and then and I, then I can call, and then you can call me back. Okay, ma'am. Well, I'm. Kind of at the USO right now, so I can't really call you back. But I just thought I'd give you a buzz right now. All right. Well, just so. I tell you what. Call me tomorrow uh, at uh, business hours, and I'll give you my cell number. How's that sound? Okay. Okay. I appreciate it. All right. No problem. Thanks so much. No problem. Bye bye. It's a horrible feeling, and I know you you, you prayed at St. Anthony's, yeah. and you just hope for the best. Hi, you're in the air. Yes, Glenn. Uh, talking about something that was really despicable. Yeah. Have you seen the commercial Channy, Channel Seven ran? I, I know Jeff was talking the, about it. Yeah. Against the lease. Yeah, what's the name of that firm that does those? Uh, the guy, uh, one of them's a pedophile. Um, yeah, what's the name of that yeah, group? That, I heard that. Yeah, yeah. But I, Channel Seven ran it. Right. No, they don't like Elise. Right. And but did you see it? No, I did not. I should see you it during the commercial break. Yeah. I, I can't tell you. It was the most despicable commercial I have ever seen, ran by the by the TV station here in Watertown. I never thought that they would ever run something like that. It's it's truly awful. You got to see it. I I believe Jeff played it on his show today. Yeah, well, you got to see it when they're running it on the TV. Okay. Because they show her with a facial expression and mm. this and that. They call called her every name in the book you can call a person. Mm-hmm. And so, it's it's the Lincoln Group, I believe that uh, that that paid for it. Uh, no, Channel Seven's not going to turn that money down, and I'm not picking on them. They're like any TV station. I know Jeff knows. That's not the point. The point is they're a hometown TV station. Not anymore. Hometown people. They're not to run that commercial. I don't care how much money. It was just 
so upsetting to watch that commercial and to think our TV station would do it anyway because they don't have to run it. Right. They could have told them, no, this is going way too far. It's over the line. But they ran it anyway. Well, let me ask the question. Okay, yeah, okay, thanks. I, want, I wonder, here's the question, you know, if you say that, and, and by the way, this is never going to happen because you're not going to see such, you're not going to see money spent on a, on a message like that that de- degrades an incumbent, you know, uh, a sitting congressperson. Uh, if it were the other side of the political coin, that is. But let's just say it was. Let's just say some group came up with this, like, scathing, like, basically said this Democratic uh, 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 leader or, or candidate was the worst thing since, you know, since Hitler. Uh, would, Channel 7 in fa- would, would Channel 7 take the money then? And my guess is, yes, they would. It's the bottom line, folks. And by the way, yes, they're a hometown uh, station because you know the people that work there. Like, Mel's been there since the 40s. So, yeah, you look at it as a hometown. So, but in essence, it never was a hometown station, not since I've been here. Uh, you know, they, it was owned by the Brown family in Kenosha, Wisconsin, for decades, up until like four or five years ago. Uh, but now it's owned by a big, one of the biggest companies, uh, privately owned uh, companies that own a lot of small markets like Watertown and bigger. And that's Gray, uh, Gray Media. So they're not going to turn down nothing. But, you know, the same would, would, would be true if it was the other way around. All right, listen, let's, uh, let's do a break. Uh, I've been talking for a long time. Uh, let's do this, and we'll be back right after these messages. Don't go Paid away. Paid for by Friends of Scott Gray. Ah, yeah, sounds like a rock concert. I'm in a New York state of mind. A lot of, uh, I'm, I'm getting a lot of uh, Billy Joel clips on my timeline. It, 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 all, it all adds up because, you know, if you look at one thing, eventually, you know, if, you, if, if you're looking at an ad for underwear, you're going to be followed by underwear ads for at least 30 days. If you, if you pay attention to uh, uh, the, the Sopranos, like I do, and watch like two or three clips a week, it'll be on your timeline for forever, really. I mean, forever. I can live, uh, live forever, pick up the phone, and see a segment with Paulie Walnuts on it from the Sopranos. This is the way it is. So, I, I've been getting a lot of Billy Joel. His appearance, his last appearance before Shea Stadium was torn down. All this stuff. So when I hear that ad from uh, from Lee Zeldin, it almost sounds like he's he's doing a concert. And and Jeff said it himself. He shouldn't be yelling. That's my one criticism of that ad. He's a good man. He's got a good message. I think the message is, it appears to be the message from we had Harry Wilson in here on Friday. He's a good man. And let me just let me just let something out of the bag here. It's not a big deal because we talked about it. And this guy worked. As, 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 a, as a businessman in the private sector and, and again, here's a guy that up until that point was a young man this was over, what, 13 years ago he's younger than I am, I think he's in his early to mid 50s, so he's in his early 40s and he's working for the Obama administration to fix GM and its woes General Motors, along with Ford and Mopar Dodge, all of them were, were dying after the last you know, uh, a stock market crash, which about we're about to have sometime in October, but that's neither you know there, and that one's going to make the last. One. Never mind. We got to go back anyway. Uh, so he was he negotiated and, uh, and and worked it out. Not even an attorney, by the way. I asked him, "Are you a lawyer?" He said, "No." I think I asked him that. I I've been talking to so many people lately. I don't know who's a lawyer, who's not a lawyer anymore. But he, and I asked him, "You sound like you were the Lee Iacocca of the GM in '09 when you when you know this company was broken." And yet, you're not talking about that in your campaign. Now, he's got an effective ad, don't get me wrong, 
about what happened in in, uh, in Brooklyn two months ago, which is odd, which is infinity, really. I mean, that was a long time ago. We know the new the new news cycle right now is three hours. If it's older than three hours, it's it's ancient news. But at least he had that ad about crime and uh, the Holt Act and all that stuff, and that's good stuff. But why why wouldn't you put in the fact that you helped orchestrate the the rebound or the rebirth, if you will, of GM? And, and they said, well, it's not a, it's not a good prim- it didn't test well for the primary. Remember, he's a Republican, so apparently primary voters, Republicans, w- would look at that and say, no, he did it for the Obama administration. Therefore. Oh, we don't want a guy that crosses the aisle and does stuff for the other guy. And I'm thinking, you know, if I came up with my resume and the reasons why I want to be governor of the greatest state in, New York, in the world, that's New York State, and, and exclude that just because my own people, the Republicans, would say, no, that's crossing the aisle, and you didn't do that, but Obama did, you're taking credit for somebody else? Because that's the way it was kind of explained to me later on. I'm like, what? That's crazy. So I think here it is. We got a little more, um, less than a month to let everybody know. And in Little Old Watertown, we talked about it. Um, and, you know, so if you heard what I talked about with Mr. Wilson the other day, not to mention Jeff had a discussion with him earlier in the day, and he disseminated a tremendous amount of information about him, not just from the 30-second ad that you see on Channel 7 every night while eating, but a lot more stuff that, can, that only could be said in a forum like this. So I ask you, three days later, why in the world, and I, I should have asked him then, but it's none of my business. I'll ask now, how in the world can you have such a resume and say, no, I'm not going to talk about that? That's insane. Absolutely insane. Doesn't test well. Hi, you're on the air. Hey, Glenn, just a thought. Uh, maybe she can go to the judge's stand, that lady that lost a bracelet. Maybe somebody turned it in there. I mean, if, yeah. if I found something, that's where I would head. <laughs> You wouldn't you know, find any. They had a judge stand out in front of the state office building. So. All right. So you're saying that she should stand out and to the she should go to the state office building. Well, I'm just saying there was a judge stand out in front of the state office building. If somebody found something, they probably would give give it to somebody on that platform, whoever it was. Maybe. By the way, when you say when you say judges, do you mean like a judge in a in a robe standing out in front of the state office? I, well, I don't. I mean, what are you I talking mean, about? You got. Whoever's up on that platform, uh, yeah. judging bands and stuff. Oh, right, right. That judge. Probably Mel Bussler. He yeah, judges everything. Uh, whoever was doing the announcement. Oh, look at the ladies. Oh, yeah. They, ooh, another big float. Yeah, here comes that blind man down there. Here comes he, the blind man. He, he finds everything. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> you know what Donnie says about him? Nah, it's good. No, that's great. I Hopefully she's listening. Thank you, my friend. Thank All right, bye bye. So you know, see that's how concerned citizens like that. You're always thinking, someone lost her her bracelet yesterday in the in the in the parade. She just bought it, two hundred bucks. Ooh, oh, you know, I'm I'm such a you know there was a there was a character in that show. What was it called? In Living Color. Remember back in the eighties, you know the Wayan brothers. It was a little awkward, but it was funny. And uh, the the one guy, I forget, I forget he, he, Gears or Gears, his last name. He was one. And he was the cheap guy. And he says, well, how much is that going to cost? He says, oh, that's, uh, that's $80. Ooh! <laughs> Everything. Didn't matter. It could be three bucks. Hi, you're on the air. Hey, Glenn. What's happening? Oh, it's Donnie. So. Yeah. Donnie, yeah, you did a great so, job. You did a great job, Donnie. 
Well, I do appreciate that. I do appreciate that. I thought I could do better, actually. That's how I thought. Well, yeah. I mean, you, you, your first time is always your worst time. Remember the first time you sucked at it. You know, everybody well, remember I that. Thought it, well, I thought I went. I thought it went oh, smoothly, pretty well. No, it went well for the yeah. most part. Yeah. It was long. I tell you what, it was. By the end of the night, I was I was tired. Oh, it was it was unbelievable. It, it really was. And I love John. Don't get me wrong. But John, you know, here it is. You know, there's there's one last fight to go, and and in, in, in the previous fight, John's got this. So I want to tell you, it was it was like Mel, it was like uh, those commercials that they do with uh, with uh, Michael John Cavalario when he wants to talk right. about his, his cousin Leo. So oh my God, we got one fight. Oh left. no, they had to kill time. Uh, what happened? You didn't. The this is what really happened. Remember when the guy broke his foot there? Oh yeah, yeah. So. Um, Wait a minute. Had, they had to wait for the ambulance to come back. Oh well, yeah, well, there was yeah, that, I mean, that's so, that happens. But they just yeah. blamed it on football something game. else. No, but you know what so I'm saying. Any at that point, so much time had transpired. Was I get it? Uh, and, but here's the yeah. thing: it was they, the so they the, were killing time. Well, in that point, they were. But but again, a lot of the bouts went three rounds, uh, which is three yeah. three minutes. And, and let me tell you something: I was I've been to at least five of these events. And the, I just, a lot of the bouts went three rounds. It's, it was amazing. They were well matched up, but it made for a much longer night than than. Th- so my thing was, I had no idea that it was, did you know it was raining, uh, like cats and dogs outside? No. When I, I walked out the back door and yeah. right into a sheet of water. Oh, my God. <laughs> it was such a shock to go from, like, this yeah. controlled environment where you, you know, it's like it's just another day I'm to walk into a jungle. I thought about leaving my windows down. I said, no, I know Watertown is probably going to rain, so I put my windows up. Right. <laughs> no, it was a great night. John Gibbons does a tremendous job. Um, so I'm just I'm just pissed that I, I locked my keys in the car. I'm sorry you had such a horrible night yeah. there after. Yeah, again, I, terminal know. illness is worse, heart heart disease, uh, hit struck by light. I thought I was going to be struck. I thought, you know what, wouldn't it be interesting if after all this, I just get struck by lightning because the lightning when when I walked home was unbelievable. It was like it was. Transylvania lightning all the way home, all yeah. the way home to Governor. It was when the lightning would strike, it would it, light up the whole area like. And it was that it was that type of crackling light that broke out into three. It covered the whole sky yeah. like a rainbow. It yeah. was a like, whoa. It was it was definitely a sight to see. It was kind of amazing. It was. To watch it. Mother Nature at its best. You know, it's global warming, uh, Donnie. It's global warming. Oh, I can't say global, but it's warming. It's flat global warming. Well, it's uh, about to be summer, so there I you mean, go. there's that. Because last night in 60 Minutes, uh, Leslie Stahl... By the way, Leslie Stahl... Remember when Leslie Stahl was interviewing the President of the United States, Donald Trump? And Donald Trump said, you know, the whole thing about the Russian collusion, the whole they were spying, they were spying... Oh, no, they weren't. Oh, no, you don't know that. Why do you... No, that's not true. And this condescending bitch talking to the President of the United States like he's a little child, and yet months later, not even a year... Well, actually, a little longer than that, they determined, of course, that they, he was being spied in his own building there at Trump uh, Plaza. And, and yet nothing was done about that. She never had any type of reprise. Nothing. She, she didn't have to answer to it. No one put her on the carpet. Not at all. And last night, well, you Les- know how they beat Trump, right? Well, no, we could get into that another time. But the whole thing, and then Leslie Stoll last night on 60 Minutes goes into this, uh, just this long, long thing about how global warming, how you know we're having uh, higher temperatures in Europe. Now they're making wine as far north as Norway. I'm like, oh my god, what the hell? Every message that comes out of the left is like, 
We're screwed up. We're all, our days are over. We got, if we don't have electric cars by tomorrow, we're all going to be dead. That's the message that we're getting from these idiots. It's incredible. Leslie Stahl. I'm ready to give in. No, you're not giving in. Yeah. What? You're going to buy? You're going to get an electric? You're going to get electric? Yeah, we'll cough up 50 grand if you're lucky. Right now, it's tough to get a yeah, used combustion looking, engine. I was looking at the new uh, Ford Lightning, and it's starting base package is 39000 Right, with, and, with three uh, wheels. The Fourth wheel starting, optional. Um, and then it moves up, up to like 55000 for the XLT model. Right. And that's the one I was looking at. You know, it's funny you should say that because I've been doing car ads for a long time, and I know there's a difference between XL and XLT. So I have a friend of mine who's looking for a car. I says, well, I, I can get you a car here. And I look online on, at this particular dealership. I say, here's a Ford L- XL. Oh, I don't want an XL. I said, why not? Uh, XL is the cheaper version. I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I was looking at the, the mid-range. And I looked at um, it. That's the cheap version? It's thirty one grand, And that's used, by the way. So anything you buy with, with, a, with or without an electric engine is going to cost you. So, uh, yeah, all the electric vehicles that I've seen, Ford seems to have the best answer because, you know, uh, you know, I like trucks and stuff, you know. I've had many trucks over the years, and I definitely i am getting hurt at the pump. I mean, it's oh, every, yeah, just it's coming down from government. to fill my tank. That's ridiculous. Right now. Donnie, you've yeah. got to get a better way. You've got to get a, trade that in or do something. I don't know how to do it. Sometimes you just got to make tough decisions. Look, I have a friend of mine on a completely different subject. It has nothing to do with cars. She loves dogs. She loves border collies, and she loves them. So she always gets a border collie, and she got a border collie last fall. And we went to we visited her house down in uh, Oswego County about two months ago, and the dog was fine. There's a little jumpy, blah blah blah, but fine. So we see her again this weekend. She's got a place up there in Point Peninsula, and I go, well, "How's things with uh, J- Jenny, your dog?" Well, let me tell you, Jenny's a biter. I said, what? I said, yeah, Jenny bites. She bit me. She bit uh, my neighbor. She, she growls at everybody. I don't know what to do. And I'm like, you know, oh, wait a minute. Are you kidding me? I mean, now, again, Donnie, if you have a, a cat or a dog for more than a week, you're going to fall in love with it. But when the animal starts attacking you and others, and, now, and you just got the thing, it's less than a year old, you're going to sit with this bastard for the next 10 years? Sometimes you just got to make a serious decision, Donnie. Get rid of the truck, just like she should put that dog down and get another one. Except oh, next yeah. time, the get a damn... for sale. I get, got it up for sale. Get, so. get, a, get a mutt, by the way, that's, that's waiting to be euthanized instead of a dog that costs you $1,200 <laughs> that bites everyone that comes near it. Oh, that drove right. me nuts. Anyway, get a new car. Right, and Donnie, thanks. I got to take another call. But thanks, Donnie. All right. Yep, that's, no uh, that's Donnie, the videographer. Hi, you're in the air. When? What's happening? Hey, it's the Clayton guy. Yeah, hey, what's going on, Greg? What's happening? Greg was there on uh, on Saturday night too, having a good time. You you you, re- you reserved like an entire table for your clients. Yeah, that was a good time. You're right. It uh, it uh, did go uh, a little long. Yeah, but people enjoyed it. I saw a lot of good comments oh, yeah, about no, it afterwards, which no, is great. People definitely enjoyed it. Yeah, uh, it was a good time. I mean, yeah. I always enjoy going to the fight. Very well organized, as always. So uh, I was just upset today because I almost, I almost lost the video. I just couldn't believe. After all that, I almost lost the video. But anyway, uh, it was good to see. It. And I, and at one point, Greg uh, had an opportunity to see the girls fight. Uh, the yeah. one bout, including two females. I forget who won. I was so preoccupied with videotaping. I don't even know who won. Did that come down to a to a three? Was that did that go three rounds? No, that didn't. Uh, when I went back to the table, the girl from Canada lost, and uh, she was all upset because she said that 
the, the other girl had her in a, you know, a, a, a submission hold, and she was trying to punch her way out of it, and the ref thought she was tapping out. Oh. So uh, she was quite upset when she came out of the ring. Well, yeah, a couple of guys, yeah, got had, you know had to deal with that, and uh, boy, I tell anyone who has the balls and the strength to get in a ring and you're in nothing but uh, shorts and and shoes in front of like what two thousand people, uh, and get punched, you know, <laughs> God bless you. That's all I can say. Uh, so oh, there's sixteen I've, bouts I've in one day, one night. Some of those people, they that one guy there, he took a beating. In one of the heavier... Yeah, uh, the big dudes. Guys. Yeah, yeah. But uh, they know how to take a punch. And, and the, uh, the one guy slipped. You know, that happened. So he, you know, I think he broke one of his bones in his foot. That happens. Uh, but no one was knocked down conscious. Everyone was up and at him, shaking hands, hugging. You know the whole deal. Uh, and I got yeah. great footage no, of all of it. I definitely would recommend anybody that hasn't gone to that to... Uh, definitely. To definitely go to that again. I guess Johnny's going to try to have one in August. Oh, is that what he said? Okay, good. Now, here's the thing. Yeah. Did, did you... The other... Uh, just moments ago, someone asked me if I saw the ad that was done by the Lincoln Project called Mean Girl. Did, did you know anything about that, Greg? This is about... Uh, no, uh, I haven't seen it. I'm going to play this. So, uh, I'm going uh, to play a break, and then I'm going to play that and share that with everybody. It's a scathing, uh, 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 you know, I don't know how to put it, commentary from the Lincoln Group about our sitting congressperson. And it makes her out to be like the devil herself. So I'm going to share that after this. But, Greg, I'm glad well, I saw... That's all they got. That, that, that's all they got because they can't go by how the country's going right now. No, 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 of course not. name calling and everything. And, and they're basically saying that she wants to uh, replace McCarthy, too. As uh, ultimately, which, which you know, of course, once they get Congress back in the, in the midterms, uh, McCarthy would be the, the Speaker of the House. Uh, but they're suggesting that uh, that's going to be stolen by our Congresswoman. It's just crazy. And this from an organization no, who has it issues, is. other, serious just, issues of their own. And they revert to racism. And they revert. I mean, there's, it's a shame because then when real racism happens, everybody's skeptical about it. Right, right, right. And, or reverse uh, racism or discrimination. Or, or the stuff that yes. we're, the reports that we're seeing from the BLM uh, activists who allegedly are the founders of BLM, uh, squandering uh, millions of dollars that, was, that were given to them to begin with, that was not passed on to, you know, like Indianapolis or check that, Minneapolis or other, you know, not, not one dime. Because when it, when it added all, I mean, how much does BLM have at their disposal? I mean, not, it's not like Glenn Curry's bank account, but they had millions upon millions of dollars only to find out that the founder herself had 10 million of it. $10 million. How'd you get that? Wasn't that supposed to go to something else? But she spent it on oh, her I brother, a house. They'll never get a prosecution yeah. or and anything like that. And that money could have done good for it a Could have done it. Could, a lot of uh, midnight uh, basketball <laughs> uh, and other. Uh, no, other. No, all seriously. They could have made scholarship funds. They could have done right, a whole bunch right, of things right. that, were, nope. that really would have. That kind of money they could have put in an endowment someplace. And then that. Just the interest off of all of that uh, of course. could have done good for uh, no, a lifetime, a couple lifetimes. No surprise, because people who don't have money, who are given money, who all of a sudden win the lottery, you know, they they squander it. And, and it's no surprise a lot of people that are in the inner cities that, that, that get into politics and move up the ladder and they make some decent money for the first time in their life, they abuse it. And it's just, it's a fact. It's just the worst, it's the worst track record. If you put it all together in a timeline from the city of, Chicago, of Detroit to scoreless other cities out of Illinois, West, West St. Louis, 
You look him up, and, it's like, uh, and not to mention uh, Jesse Jackson's son. Look, I know there's a lot of other dudes that were, that were corrupt, too, over the years, but it's disproportionate to those who make up the minority. It's incredible. And I've, and I've always said that uh, the colleges, uh, they use these athletes, yeah, and then when they get when they sign a pro contract, right. they they don't know how to None. invest their money. They don't know how to do anything, and that's why most of them are broke. Yeah, they go broke within thir- three years after their final game, after their final yes, paycheck. And I've always I've always said that the um, colleges, you know, because they're not educating them. Let's be real. No, and I've always said the colleges should give them like a sports. Um, you know, major to where right. they teach them how to economics, invest their money, and, right? And management, stuff like that. Sure, you know? sure, sure. Or or or, or at least instruct them where to go. Right. So for you know, you got to look at it. You know, every, it, it's so simple. It's like for every dollar you make, you want to save at least seventy cents. You know, after t- you know, that's your net home. The rest can go to this, that. You can buy yourself a car. You can go out clubbing. You can you can hang with as many chicks as you want. Uh, but at the same time, make sure that every do- at least seventy cents out of every dollar is going somewhere else because this is a four-year window. You're not going to be playing football as a as a as a linebacker forever. This isn't your life until your thirties and forties. It's not going to happen. So save that money. Yeah. But they don't do that. And again, that said, Glenn Curry's no genius either. But I just can't imagine squandering that much money so quickly where you would be bankrupt after making millions of dollars. I don't get that. It just pisses I know, me it's off. Insane. And you and you and you, some of the athletes that you think really have their act together, right. and then you and then you see a story on them, you know, right. where they're scrounging for money or they're selling cars, yeah. Yeah, I like a uh, dealership or something, right? Like and there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, but getting, but you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, Well, look at the people. In a smaller note, look at the people who have somebody die in their family. They inherit fifty, sixty thousand dollars, right? And it's gone. Gone. Within yeah, they went out a cruise. Of a hey, I'm going to go around the world. I always wanted to do that. <clears throat> oh, you work for a living. Yeah. You can't do that. Ah, screw that. Yeah. Good luck with yeah. that. All right. Or not only that. Not only don't they have the sixty grand or whatever they inherit, they end up being in debt because they borrow a lot of money. That's true. And it all comes down to not being able, not knowing how to do your finance. So, in other words, if you head up something that some uh, white chick created back in the 90s, called, uh, in which actually she got exonerated by uh, President Clinton. Uh, so she got out of jail after bombing the, uh, uh, the uh, Capitol Hill there in 1984, I believe, um, when Reagan was president. And uh, she was incarcerated up until the time uh, uh, Clinton was uh, president through 1999. He was let go. Uh, she was let go, excuse me, and she later was responsible for creating and, fi- and, and financing uh, Black Lives Matter. Uh, so it's so funny. Uh, here is we talk about the, the so-called insurrection of January 6, 2021. But it's amazing we forget someone who literally uh, placed bombs and exploded them. In, in no, it wasn't that long ago, the whole scheme of things, in 1984. A woman that would later be released and create BLM, and now BLM is in shambles. It's just amazing. What goes around continues to go around, Greg. That's a shame. Greg, oh, I got I got I got to go. I got to do a break, but good seeing you the other right, night. Hey, uh, good good talking with good seeing you. Sir. Thanks, Greg. That's uh, Greg who right, used bye-bye. to be a, a, the Clayton Yankee fan. He's still in Clayton, but he's not a Yankee fan. I got to do a break and we'll be back right after this. Uh, 5 minutes before the hour. All right, so this one, I'm going to cue this up. I'm going to do my best here. So, let me turn this off. Dip, 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 dip. This is the ad by, this is called Mean Girl, <clears throat> uh, and this is from the Lincoln Project. And the, the one guy from the Lincoln Project is very annoying. He's on MSNBC quite a bit, NBC and, and, and MSNBC. He always talks with his, he always talks like, the President, he, supposedly he's a Republican, 
the, the Lincoln Group is a Republican branch or a branch of the Republican Party, allegedly, and yet all of their correspondence seem to come from, uh, from uh, for, or seem to be at least contributors uh, to MSNBC. It doesn't make much sense. So, and, and one of them from the Lincoln Project, apparently the, the founder himself, just like the bimbo who started BLM who blew up the Capitol, uh, he was in a lot of trouble, uh, from, apparently from pedophilia. Wait a minute, someone's on the line. Let's see what they got to say. It's Danny Francis. What did I say wrong now? Uh, no, I was just going to uh, comment on the earlier caller who was uh, outraged about the ad against... Uh, yes, I was, yeah, I'm, I'm going to play that right now. Have you seen the ad? I have, but but the little, little history, you know, that ad was put out by the Lincoln Project. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, the Lincoln Project. It's a Republican group. I, I just said that, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> George Conway is one of the original founders. That's Kellyanne Conway's husband. Yeah, right, right. And didn't she just write a book on how much she hates her husband during that time? What a, uh, what a, what a savage I, relationship I, I that must be. I heard. The I love her, by the way. And Steve Steve Schmidt, who was a big guy for John McCain. Right. What about the guy that got in trouble for allegedly, you know, fondling or something of that nature? Yeah, I think his name John Weaver, right? Uh, I don't know. I'm asking you. I know there was some. He's a, he was a big rig from the Lincoln Group. That was some allegations. I think it's I think it's the Weaver guy. I'm yeah. not sure. So this but is the, the point is yeah. the, the outrage was kind of misplaced because it's a, you know it kind of like wanted to get the focus on somebody that's blasting sick fun. It was Republican. I, I don't I don't deny that. It doesn't make doesn't mean that we have to walk away from a scathing no, message. I understand that, but I, uh, but their purpose is to. Uh, There's a lot of Republicans I don't like. <laughs> a lot of Republicans you don't like. But okay, I'm going to play it right now, Danny. It's a three-minute long thing, so no, I'll, I, I got to go. No, I, I, I heard it, and I saw it. I, I, it's, it is, it's pretty Actually, bad. it's a minute. It's but a minute it's, uh, it's focused on her voting record and a few things, so I don't know if it's misplaced or not. Right. Anyway. All right. All right. Thanks, Danny. Yeah. All right. So that's Danny to talk about what I'm going to play you right now, which is uh, being played on Channel 7. And apparently this is the same version. And if so, remember, that's 60 seconds. That's a lot of money they're spending up here on this. What's the word to describe Elise Stefanik? Climber? Ruthless. A Harvard-educated schemer who never met a back she wouldn't stab. To replace Kevin McCarthy as House Speaker, Elise has a plan. Become the leader of the ultra-MAGA GOP. QAnon. Pedophiles. Conspiracies. Hate. And it's working for her. Companies like PricewaterhouseCoopers, Home Depot, and the Altria Group still flood Elise Stefanik with thousands of dollars. What does Stefanik do with corporate donations like these? She runs ads promoting the racist white replacement theory. This has been an invasion. Buffalo paid in blood for the white replacement theory she promotes for power. Elise doesn't care and won't stop selling racial hatred. There is a word for Elise Stefanik. Evil. The Lincoln Project paid for and is responsible for the content of this advertising. Whoa, whoa, wow. Now, again, I, I, for, just to be transparent, let me be perfect. I'm going to be Leon 2.0. I want to be perfectly clear. I did not see that. I didn't hear that, all of that until right now. That's the most scathing thing. If that doesn't incite someone to do something nuts, I don't know what does. Just saying that is stupid for me to do so, but that's how, that's how, how ridiculous this was. And that's incendiary is what I'm saying. That's awful. AM 1240 WA 10 Watertown. That makes this legal. Up next, CBS News. That was awful. See you tomorrow. This is CBS News on the Hour, your home for original reporting. I'm Monica Ricks in New York. We're learning more now about monkeypox, which is slowly spreading in the U.S. Reporter Sabrina Cupid has the latest. Most of the cases that are being seen in this outbreak 